Did Joseph Smith write the Book of Mormon all by himself? We're going to talk about that next on Polygamy, What Love Is This? Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. As we take time each week to expose the false doctrines of Mormonism and report the shenanigans of Mormonism's founder and, their early, and the early leaders, we do expect to receive in return contenders for the Mormon faith. Hmm. And of course, there are many contenders on Joseph Smith's behalf. Unfortunately, before they contend, they just don't do their homework. They just report what they've been told by their leaders and refuse to independently check things out for themselves. And that really is not the best way to con for anyone no. to contend for their faith. Now, we thought it'd be interesting and helpful to bring out various points that they use in their efforts to prove that Mormonism is true. Mormonism the Book of Mormon, the Book of Abraham, and over 50 revelations of Joseph Smith all fail to pass the test of authenticity, historical and otherwise. So this time we're going to answer their challenge that the Book of Mormon must be true because Joseph Smith couldn't have written it without God's help. And then, of course, they have many reasons why they think it was impossible for such a young man to write such an important, highly intelligent document, and that statement alone is suspect. Now, there are many good, intelligent, reliable, and academic articles to be found that answers to those Book of Mormon claims. Good, solid answers. A few of them are on the screen. IRR.org is one, a good one. UTLM.org, MRM.org, and MormonThink.com. Maybe they're not on the screen, but anyway, there, yeah. there they are. Okay, so those are very good websites for you to go to and, and look into some of this information. They always have references and footnotes and all the information you need to check it out for yourself. Now, we're going to be quoting primarily from mormonthink.com on this particular topic. To begin with, we have a quote uh, explaining the importance of discovering the truthfulness of the Book of Mormon. Ezra Taft Benson just as the arch crumbles if the keystone is removed, so does all the church stand or fall with the truthfulness of the Book of Mormon. The enemies of the church understand this clearly. This is why they go to such great lengths to try to disprove the Book of Mormon, for if it can be discredited, the prophet Joseph Smith goes with it. I wish that were true. <laughs> But it's been discredited and he hasn't gone with it. No. Now, we don't need to go to great lengths to disprove the Book of Mormon because it has plenty of internal evidence so that it actually disproves itself. But we do go to great lengths to challenge our viewers, especially polygamous viewers, to choose the truth over Mormonism because it's your eternity. And that should be important enough to you to go to the extra lengths yourself to make sure that it is God's truth that you embrace, that your faith is not based on tradition or feelings or family pressure, but based on historical fact. 
We know the questions about this topic. How could a young, backwood, uneducated farm boy like Joseph Smith have written a book of so many pages with such great detail of cultures and history and battles and so on? He just couldn't have done it unless the power of God was doing it in him. In fact, Hugh Nibley challenged BYU students once to compose a history similar to the Book of Mormon and to complete it in the same three-month period of time that Joseph Smith translated the gold plates, and no one took up his challenge. They weren't using the seer stone in the hat, probably. <laughs> they didn't have that. Okay. Right. This is what MormonThing.com said about that. First, translation of the Book of Mormon did not take place in less than three months. It spanned a time period of over a year, and Joseph may have been working on the text for years before the date reported as when he started. Second, the most correct book of any book on earth has undergone more than 3,000 textual and grammatical corrections. Some of these corrections include significant changes in doctrine. Third, a large portion of the Book of Mormon simply quotes the Bible, including translation errors unique to the King James Version. Fifth, the Book of Mormon is no more complicated than other works of fiction, such, such as Tolkien's Lord of the Rings and related works. Finally, the ideas in the Book of Mormon bear strong parallels to ideas popular in New England at the time and several other books. Sixth, Joseph may have had some help. Okay, so these are all good points They're to good make. Good points. And, and, and they can't just be written off. But Hugh Nibley and other Mormon apologists refused to go any further than that Joseph Smith was an uneducated farm boy without the intelligence to complete such a magnificent manuscript, especially given that the Book of Mormon was supposedly translated from an ancient language called Reformed Egyptian written on unique gold plates. They never stopped to tell us that there's no such language as Reformed Egyptian. Mm -hmm. The only place that it exists is in the minds of Mormonism. And although our Bible has thousands of manuscripts to support its authenticity, there is no manuscript or other genuine evidence to test the language or the translation of the Book of Mormon. And the LDS Church leadership has finally admitted to what they previously denied, Joseph Smith did not need a language on plates because he did it all with his head in a hat reading from a rock. Now, LDS teachers are instructed that when they bear testimony of the Book of Mormon, they are specifically to say that it is too complex of a book to have been written by Joseph Smith. This is a form of brainwashing. It is. And the Mormon polygamists copy the same mind control technique when they teach their young children to follow Joseph Smith. One thing that is often not considered when having this particular discussion is which Book of Mormon is the most perfect book on earth? Good question. <laughs> the original 1830 edition or today's edition? And there are huge differences between them and they cannot both be equally true. Yeah, the first edition of the Book of Mormon was riddled with grammatical errors. This alone questions whether the text was written by man or translated divinely. There were also several more significant errors in the early editions of the Book of Mormon, such as changing the name of King Benjamin to King Messiah. King Benjamin was already dead at this point. Or changing that Mary was the mother of God to the mother of the Son of God. Overall, there have been some 3,913 changes to the first edition of the Book of Mormon. This is the book Joseph called the most correct book on earth. So when determining whether or not Joseph could have written the Book of Mormon, we should actually be looking at the first edition 
of the Book of Mormon and not the current version we have today. And again, this is calling our viewers to test things. Check them out for yeah. yourself. Do due diligence. Find out what really, the, the, where the truth really is at. Now, for more details on, uh, on the thousands of changes in the Book of Mormon, you can go to the link on the screen. Uh, MormonThink.com is a good place to go as well as utlm.org. have great articles on those changes in the Book of Mormon. Now, Earl, I thought at this point it would be a good time for you because this is your pivotal experience as you studied the 1830 edition with today's version of the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Well, the church, the foundation of the church and polygamy, polygamous, right. is the Book of Mormon exactly. and the first vision of Joseph Smith. Mm -hmm. And so when I first started looking, in fact, it started in 2005, President Hinckley had asked us to read the Book of Mormon by the end of the year, like in August or something. He said, read it by the end of the year. So being the diligent little Mormon boy I was, I read through the Book of Mormon, our, my, my standard works, and read that. And I'd picked up a copy, of, probably from Kirtland, Ohio or something, a, a copy, a facsimile of the original 1830 Book of Mormon. Mm. And so I thought, well, this would be fun to read. It doesn't have any footnotes. It's in novel form. And so I thought, well, I'll just read that and uh, get through it. Well, I got into First Nephi, the first few chapters, and up through chapter 11 and 13, and I noticed some differences. Now, I've learned a lot since, and mm -hmm. I think these were baby steps at the beginning, and I have to give Grant Palmer and his insider's view of Mormon origins a lot of credit. Yeah. But I did notice something. I did talk to a 70 that lived in our ward, and asked him a little bit, uh, didn't get any answer there. But anyway, I'd like to share with you some of these scriptures that are from First Nephi chapter 11, and they're on the board, or on the on your screen. The eight, the the top one is from the 1830, page 25, and it says, "Behold the virgin." We just re re reference this. Behold the virgin which thou seest is the mother of God after the manner of the flesh. And in First Nephi, in our current Book of Mormon, it says, Behold the virgin whom thou seest is the mother of the Son of God after the manner of the flesh. The second one I saw was from First Nephi 11.21, Behold the Lamb of God, yea, even the Eternal Father. And that's from the 1830. But in the, our current one, it says, Behold the Lamb of God, yea, even the Son of the Eternal Father. Now, those are two huge differences. Well, they are significant because Joseph Smith, I believe, at the beginning of his ministry, had um, a concept of one God. When he wrote his 1832 first vision account, he said he only saw one person. Mm -hmm. Well, all of these things, I, I say the foundation of the church is Book of Mormon and the first vision. The first vision was in 1820. So there he said he saw two people. At least a later version says he saw two people. Right. So this changes the nature of God. Uh, and that started making me think, what is it that Joseph Smith actually believed about God? Mm -hmm. And I could tell that the Book of Mormon had been changed. One other thing to remember before we get to the next one is that I believed, and I think it is this what everyone believes, is that Joseph Smith could not move from one word to the next word without it being correct in the translation process. Right. In other words, he was inspired, he was mm -hmm. reading words somehow magically appearing, and he couldn't move from that word to the next word without that one being correct. So for these doctrinal changes to be made, we really... Go back and make really, the changes. Uh, really mm -hmm. interesting. So the very yeah. next one, this is in uh, verse 32 of chapter 11. 
from 1830, I looked and beheld the Lamb of God, that he was taken by the people. Yea, the everlasting God was judged of the world. And that's the 1830. And today's Book of Mormon says, He was taken by the people, yea, the Son of the Everlasting Father was judged of the world. And that's very yeah. big. And the next one and the last one is, I, uh, in, that the Lamb of God is the Eternal Father and the Savior of the world. And our current Book of Mormon says that the Lamb of God is the Son of the Eternal Father and the Savior of the world. I'd like to also throw up a couple of quick, quick ones from the Lectures of Faith, because once I started mulling this over, I kept really trying to decide what else was written about the 1830-1832 time frame. So this very next one is from the Lectures of Faith, number 5, page 48. The Father, being a, spirit, a personage of spirit, glory, and power, the Son who was in the bosom of the Father, a personage of tabernacle, and he being the only begotten of the Father, possessing the same mind of the Father and the Son, and these three are one, and the Father and Son possessing the same mind. And then this is an interesting little take that uh, Joseph Smith did in his Joseph Smith translation of the Bible. He, our current one says, No man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son, and he to whom the Son will reveal him. And Joseph Smith changed it in his Joseph Smith translation. And no man knoweth that the Son is the Father, and the Father is the Son, but him to whom the Son will reveal it. Mm -hmm. So I believe Joseph Smith changed his he whole changed, philosophy yeah. about the nature and, of God. And you can almost see it morph as it goes on through the yeah, years and yeah. through his so power. So definitely some yeah. significant doctrinal changes in the Book of Mormon. So, so with changes like that, we know God didn't do. We know God didn't make those kinds I don't of think changes. So. That's right. And and so he he didn't originate. He wasn't the source. <laughs> right. At the beginning, how would they dare go back and change and, his? Yeah. So so one thing question that MormonThink.com asks is: Could someone have written the Book of Mormon without divine help? Could Joseph Smith have written it without divine help? Some force uh, people in the Mormon faith think not that God had to be the one who inspired the writer of the Book of Mormon, and so they. Uh, they answer their question with this question. <laughs> what is more probable, that Joseph Smith wrote the book or that a divine being showed a treasure hunting Joseph of 14, the location of golden plates, and then through supernatural use of a scrying with rock in a hat, those plates revealed a completely unknown civilization, traces of which still cannot be found. <laughs> right, no evidence no, whatsoever. No archaeology. And, and, and again, we have to add that Reformed Egyptian is not a language that right. has ever been discovered either. Another point is the Book of Mormon too complex for Joseph to have written it. Well, <laughs> Mark Twain said that it was, the Book of Mormon was a tedious plagiarism of the New Testament, yeah. that it was boring, that it was chloroform in print, awkward, constrained, and grotesque in contrast to the New Testament. He said if Joseph Smith had left out the phrase, and it came to pass that the Book of Mormon would just be a pamphlet. <laughs> now, even if a former assistant uh, church historian, B.H. Roberts, he was also a general general authority doubted the integrity of the Book of Mormon. He said this. Yeah, this book had a lot of influence on me because he was a 70. Mm -hmm. There is a certain lack of perspective in the things the book relates as, as history that points quite clearly to an undeveloped mind as their origin. The narrative proceeds in characteristic disregard of conditions necessary to its reasonableness, as if it were a tale told by a child with utter disregard for consistency. Is this all sober history, or is it a wonder tale of an immature mind, 
unconscious of what a test he is laying on human credulity when asking men to accept his narrative as solemn history. And we have to appreciate that a, that a Mormon historian would be honest enough to, yeah. to say this about the Book of Mormon. So next, was Joseph Smith really the uneducated backwoods bo farm boy as regularly portrayed? Actually, he was educated. He was homeschooled by his parents. Yeah. He learned quite extensively in reading and writing and arithmetic. He was being, uh, he has been described as being creative and articulate and well-read, but not strong in writing and grammar, as we see proof of that in the Book of Mormon. We have another quote. Joseph Smith had a limited formal education, which is often used as a reason why he could not have written the Book of Mormon. However, just because his formal schooling was limited, that does not mean he did not have the mental acumen to produce a work like the Book of Mormon. Education was important to the Smith family, and although Joseph may have had only a limited formal education in a typical classroom, his parents undoubtedly schooled schooled him at home. Joseph's mother wrote that he did not neglect the educate, they did not neglect the education of their children. This was an educated family. Joseph's father, Joseph Smith Sr., was a school teacher during the off-season. Joseph's brother Hiram worked as a school teacher during the off-season also. His mother and maternal grandmother were school teachers. According to his own words, Joseph read and pondered scriptures. He had access to books and newspapers. He even held a position as his exhorter at a local church and participated in the debate group in Palmyra. So he did have an education. His yes. parents were educators and he received education from them. So it doesn't sound much like a backwoods educated right. farm boy. Um, Joseph Smith's lack of formal education does not conclude or, or even equal that he lacked is not equal to being lacking of any education at all or intelligence or imagination. Now the King James Bible, this is something very important to consider, was translated into 17th century English. The Book of Mormon was translated into 17th century English. I should say written in 17th century English, which is strange because Joseph Smith supposedly translated in the 19th century. So it should reflect 19th, not 17th century English. Now Joseph Smith obviously thought that using these and thous and thys and all of that Shakespearean <laughs> language would make his work appear more genuine. And indeed, the farce is very effective. If it sounds scriptural in the King James style, then it must be scripture. And I've talked to people who actually believe oh, that. Yeah. The trouble is, the Book of Mormon readers haven't done their homework because Joseph Smith misused the King James language many times, which God would not have done. B.H. Roberts, LDS assistant historian, said the Book of Mormon was clearly written by someone with an immature mind, but that Joseph Smith had a great enough imagination, even though he lacked a formal education. He said Smith made silly mistakes that an immature mind would make, uh, like repetition of themes and of bad guys and of battles and wars. And he noted that conversations in the book were typical 19th century conversations. There's also the great poss possibility and probability that Smith had human help in compiling the Book of Mormon. But one very disturbing reality about his Bible plagiarism is this. Yep. Christ's Sermon on the Mount is in the Book of Mormon and the Bible. Oh, the, and the Book of Mormon and the Bible are identical. Yet later on in the Joseph Smith translation of the Bible, Joseph corrected many of the parts of the Sermon on the Mount. 
So the question is, if the Sermon on the Mount was not translated correctly in the Bible, why then is it the same incorrect translation in the Book of Mormon? Why is it not corrected like Joseph later did with his Bible translation? Critics say the obvious answer is that originally Joseph just copied the Sermon on the on the Mount out of the Bible. It wasn't until later he came up with the idea to fix the Bible. <laughs> so which one are we to trust? Uh, yeah, can't trust. <laughs> the 1830 Book of Mormon, the, the King James Bible, the current Book of Mormon, or the Joseph Smith version of the Bible? Yeah. And, and how so. could the Book of Mormon be the most correct book on earth since he copied much of it word for word from the Bible and then later revised the Bible? which is now the Joseph Smith version, but the changes he made in the Bible are not reflected in the verses he copied in to the Book of Mormon. So he got caught in his own schemes. Yeah. And God has an answer to that too. He does. From Proverbs chapter 30, verses 5 and 6, Every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words or he will rebuke you and prove you a liar. And I think he's done that with Joseph Smith. I think oh, he's proven yes. Joseph Smith is a liar. Yeah. He added to his words uh, like God told him not to. And of course their claims include that no one else with comparable background of Joseph Smith ever produced something like Joseph Smith's Book of Mormon. So the question becomes, are there comparable works written by others with a comparable background of Joseph Smith? And if there are, it would show that Joseph Smith's production was not so spectacular or unique. And so there would be more realistic expectations of the source. Yeah, this has always been an interesting analogy with, with this individual. Born in the Arabian desert in the 6th century AD, Muhammad was poor material for a prophet. He was uneducated and illiterate, making a living as a caravan driver until he married a rich widow. And yet he brought forth a message that ignited a flame in Arabia, which today we know as Islam, a religion that is a way of life for nearly a billion people. The central scripture of Islam is the Quran, which is Arabic for recitation. One of the first things that strikes the reader is the extraordinary power and beauty of the language. The Quran is often called the King James Version of the Arabic language. It is difficult to imagine how a work of such high literary quality could have emanated from an illiterate desert dweller. So if Mormonism is the only true religion on the planet, yeah, well, and the prophet of, of Islam wrote a book and beauty into yeah. yeah. What what can you say? How can you say that the Book of Mormon is is written by and God yeah. and is unique and yeah. as, as powerful and great? Uh, Mormonthing.com website mentions Pearl Curran, uh, who is an educated woman who wrote works equal to or surpassing the Book of Mormon. I'm not really very familiar with her works, I don't know uh, but Mormonthink.com. If you go on that, it's a wonderful website for this information. They have a list of 23 other people who finished great artistic works who were younger than Joseph Smith when he finished the Book of Mormon at age 24. Hmm. So the question arises, why would Joseph Smith be involved with such a fraud? Some say he was delusional, others say for money or for notoriety. And of course, we must also consider that there is some inherited mental illness in their family. <laughs> Now, whether the reason, whatever the reason that he did it, the bottom line is that the Book of Mormon is not an authentic historical record, and Joseph Smith could have written it without God's help. 
They just haven't found the archaeology yet, I guess, is always the answer <laughs> to that. That's true, yes. There is no physical evidence to show that the Book of Mormon is an authentic history. In fact, the Book of Mormon's story is utterly demolished by what scholarly research tells us about a ancient America. Thus, the question of whether Joseph Smith, either by himself or with co-authors, could have produced the Book of Mormon without divine aid is answered by the fact that the book is a de demonstrable fiction. Said that wrong, sorry. If the book was authentic, it wouldn't be chock full of historical, anthropological, and archaeological inconsistencies and anomalies. The fact that we don't know exactly who wrote which parts or that there are some unanswered questions about its production doesn't force us to conclude that the book is authentic. And so, Earl, what do the LDS people say to the question, is the Book of Mormon true? Why isn't there any evidence? Why isn't there any manuscripts or archaeological historical evidence? What do they say to that? It just hasn't been found yet. It's there. It's and, there. It hasn't been found. And, I mean, in, initially, uh, we know that Joseph Smith sent, when they called missionaries, they sent them off to uh, Ohio, uh, to Missouri, to those areas where the Indians were, and that's where the people were called to go to the Lamanites. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, so they definitely believe that those were the descendants of, right. of uh, the Book of Mormon yeah. descendants. And yet they've changed the Book of Mormon introduction to not be, yeah. uh, to, to be among the ancestors of the American right. Indians. They have and, done that, haven't they? And it's as though we haven't found it yet. Well, uh, with the polygamists, it's basically the same thing. We have to have yeah. enough faith to believe, and then and God will bless the blind faith that we have. Of course, Jesus never told us to have blind faith. One question I had was, in Thessalonians, it tells us, test everything. Yeah. And how can we test everything if God doesn't get, regarding the Book of Mormon, if God doesn't give us anything to test it by? <laughs> so, and, yeah, and God doesn't true. do, He doesn't work with us that way. And He yeah. gives us plenty of evidence to test the accuracy of, of the, the King Bible. James Bible. Well, and I, I thought that the, the Book of Mormon, I don't know that I really addressed in my own mind the uh, anachronisms, the things about horses and chariots. Yeah. I, I really hadn't thought through the fact that there were huge battles and, and supposedly steel and arrows and mm -hmm. swords and scimitars and all that stuff and that we don't have any. Right, none. There are, there are none, none to support. absolutely no there evidence. Would, there's more evidence that the Vikings visited the North American continent for a few years mm -hmm. or months then, than mm -hmm. the, for, the for the Lamanites and Nephites being here over a thousand years. Yeah, and that's very strange yeah, too, very isn't it? Very strange. The, the website has a 30-point challenge at the bottom of this article and comments, and, and we challenge you, our viewers, to go to the website, find those 30-point ch challenges, and answer the question. Read their comments and, and be honest with yourself and answer your, these questions for yourself. It, study it. Do due diligence. It's your eternity. And belief in fiction to gain eternal life will fail. And we end with this quote from the website. Do you have time? Yeah, you do. Yeah. If you hurry. If you look at the first edition of the Book of Mormon written in paragraph form without the biblical looking chapters, verse numbering and complete with the thousands of grammatical errors, it appears no different than any other work of fiction. If Joseph simply said he wrote the book, would anyone have said impossible? An angel must have given it to you. It, it is our contention that the answer is a resounding no.
And we would have to agree. We would have to agree. Thank, thank you. Thank you. You know, in John 14, Jesus said, trust in God, trust also in me. He didn't say trust in God, trust also in the Mormon church, or trust also in polygamy, or trust also in Joseph Smith. John 14, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. He didn't say Joseph Smith is the way, polygamy is the way. No one comes to the Father except through Mormonism or polygamy. No, without any human religion or human rules for righteousness, nothing any human can claim or imagine or provide will bring eternal life for anyone. It's Jesus alone and nothing else. So toss out everything that makes your religious dogma Take the simplicity that Jesus offers because that is the only way to the Father. Thanks for watching. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.